Hopefully we're still uh, flying high on this Christmas season, uh, the remnants of it at least, uh, drawing ourselves as we make our descent into the desert. And only a few days, thinking about it, only a couple weeks, uh, we will be celebrating Lent, uh, going into the desert. And I thought, what a great way to get into the desert, but these last couple days of, of, of Sundays of Mark, uh, listening to his stories about Jesus as we prepare ourselves, as we rid ourselves of the demons within us so that we might enter into that desert experience uh, and, and, um, and not give in to temptation, that we might follow Christ into that desert and come out renewed and refreshed with him at, at the Easter season. And so we come to Mark, uh, these last couple days of, of Mark's stories. Each week he's going to tell us, today we, we had the story of the man possessed with the, with the spirit. Next week it's Peter's mother-in-law has a fever and they bring more people to him uh, to, to be healed. And then finally uh, the leper comes and, and, and puts himself in front of Christ and asks for um, the healing. And I thought that it was nice to, that, that we hear these stories because it helps us to to kind of rid ourselves of the things that will hold us back from entering more fully with Christ into that desert experience uh, of Lent. Mark is very simple. Uh, when we read, of course, he's the shortest of the, uh, the, the Gospels. He's the first of the Gospels to be written. Uh, Matthew and Luke will, will expound on his teachings and give us more full coverage. Uh, Mark, very, very much interested in letting us know about the passion, the death, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Uh, Mark is very direct, um, very concise, and when we read him, we often have to read him twice because he always has another meaning to everything he writes. Uh, and, and he does it already in, in this gospel. He pairs things down, and he pairs it down to this one thought. What he wants us to know at the end of, of reading his, his, his book, his gospel, is that Jesus is the Messiah, the Christ, the Holy One of God. And he puts it right out front. We know who you are. You are the Holy One of God. Have you come here to destroy us? What have you come to do for us? And as we look in hindsight, we know what he's come to do for us. He's come to save us from our sins. He's come to give us eternal life. He's come to heal us of our worldly ills. And so in these next two weeks, we're going to hear a lot about this coming of the kingdom of God. And each time, Mark is going to subtly ask the question in the back of our minds, now that you've heard this, do you believe it? Do you believe that this God, this, this guy is Christ, the Son of God, this God from God, light from light, true God from true God, consubstantial with the Father? Do you believe it yourself? And, and it throws us into the, the thought of Jesus when he says to us, remember, he says, the kingdom of God is already among you. The kingdom of God is at your door. The kingdom of God is already within you. That it's not any place. Don't look further than yourself if you're looking for proof of the kingdom of God. Don't look any further than from yourself if you're looking for me. I will be there. Remember in the, in the 70s, I think it was John Michael Talbot wrote a song, um, Here I am standing right beside you. Do not be afraid. I am here. I'm here to help you. I'm here to, to assist you. I'm here to cure you and to, to, to help you in this, in this process of salvation. 
And so Mark is going to tell these great stories which enable us to, to see that kingdom among us and that God is always present to us in himself. He begins with the disciples coming to Capernaum. I just think it's, it's, it's where Peter lives. Uh, he has a wonderful house right on the shore of the Lake of Galilee uh, and, and the Sea of Galilee. And, and great things are happening in this area. He, his fame spreads. We heard that at the end of the gospel, it is in Galilee that his fame really spread because he started to tell stories. He started to reveal himself to people and to do great things in their midst so that they could see what Mark is trying to show us, that Christ is the chosen one, the one who is yet to come to save us. And then so on, on that Sunday, he goes into a synagogue and to, uh, and to a house of prayer, and, and he's invited to be the guest preacher. And he enters, and he, and he just begins teaching. And people are astonished by that. He gives a lesson to everyone. He proclaims to, to everyone who he really is. And, and, and we learn that from, from listening to his words, that he's come to proclaim this gospel. And people want to know, what's this all about? And how, why are they astonished? They're astonished because his words are, are, are direct. They speak to, they, he speaks to our hearts. He doesn't use a lot of heavy language. He uses things that are familiar to us. So in Galilee, we're going to hear a lot of stories about the sea. We're going to hear a lot of stories about, about um, fishing and healing, uh, healing stories. You know, we come here to our own house of prayer, and we listen for those same things. We want to hear something that touches our hearts, that moves our hearts to say, Christ is among us. Christ is present to us. And he proclaims that very carefully to us in the scriptures so that we can come to know and we come to believe Then we go out and care about others and love others as, as he did. If we looked at that first reading, if you listened carefully to the first reading tonight from Deuteronomy, the great Moses, you know, no one spoke like Moses. Um, one of the, the greatest of, of, of the greatest of the speakers of the Old Testament, the Hebrew Scriptures. You know, Moses spoke with great authority. People took, came to acknowledge his authority. He, they knew that he was having these dialogues with God, something that no one else really could ever have, these face-to-face -face dialogues without uh, meeting God first in his kingdom, but here on earth. And, and then he, he led people, and they listened for the most part. They listened to what he had to say and, and followed him uh, to that promised land. And, and they, 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 there was no other person. They said when Moses died at, what, 126 years old, they said no other prophet's going to be great like this. But God says, oh, no, no, I'm going to send you someone else. And they'll have this, the same authority. They'll have that authority that Moses had. They'll speak with that authority. And for us, it's God sending us Jesus. And his words astound us. Just as Moses, the people of Moses, were astounded by his words. God said this to us. God is going to do this for us. God is willing to allow us into his presence, into his, into his thoughts. He cares about us. He loves us. He heals. He forgives and so Mark comes in with this, this, this person in the synagogue who has this moment of wrestling with his own spirits, his own inner demons. And we all fight demons, every one of us. We all fight something within us that keeps us from being one with God or one with others. Uh, and, and, and Jesus is here, to, to, Mark says, to, to help us through that. The fact the man in the synagogue often just cries out, just shouts out loud in the middle of the service. 
probably disrupted people or people got so used to it. And so when, when Jesus comes and he says, quiet, come out of him, it's not just an ordinary experience that's happening. It's very extraordinary. People are like, what, what just happened? What just happened? And if we read, like I said, with Mark, you had to read again. What did he mean by that? Who is that man that, that Jesus comes to? It's us. It's you and I. It's each one of us individually as he stands by us, as he stands with us. And he, and he knows the things with which we wrestle and we fight and we combat in our lives, in our spirits. And he's willing to, to help us to cast that out, to call it out of us so that we can bring into ourselves the forgiveness, the peace, the healing that only God can offer. So again, I, I say as we prepare ourselves for this dis descent into the Lenten season, no matter what circumstance in which we find ourselves, our God is offering us forgiveness. Our God is offering to us to be healed, to give us courage, to give us strength, and to give us his love.